Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, usually about 13 to 14 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word, and that's important for the development of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to keep a better, more positive spiritual perspective on life and deal with whatever life throws at us every day. Help people in your life turn their lives around by sharing these studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help them grow in their faith and come closer to God and even get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study. We're looking at that pronouncement of judgment upon two faithful servants as laid out in the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Two of those servants were faithful to their Lord and master, and they were pronounced well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joys of your Lord. Well, we've looked at this particular pronouncement, breaking it down word by word. Done active. They did something with what they were expected to be entrusted with and use productively for their Lord and Master. Well, they didn't just do something, but what they did, they did well. They thought about it. They exercised good judgment, and they were productive in how they used the blessings or the responsibilities with which they had been entrusted. And then notice it says, well done, good, good. Now we looked at what that word means and basically boiled down, it means God or godliness. There's no possibility of being good without being godly. A whole lot of people don't want to live godly lives, but they want to be thought of as being good people. How many times have somebody looked at somebody off in a distance perhaps and said, that's a good man there, or that's a good woman there? Really? Tell me why. Well, they have donated a whole lot of money to charities, various charities. You know, they have been a pillar in the community and on and on and on. Well, tell me, that's good. I'm glad they've done those things. Are they dedicated, faithful Christians? Are they worshipers of God every first day of the week? Are they, are they worshiping him in all the ways the scriptures teach? Are they living good, godly lives? Are they, are they examples of, of morality according to the scriptures? You see, if, if we're not living godly lives, then we can't expect us to be good. Good goes with godliness, and godliness indicates goodness. Without God, there is no definition, no rational definition of goodness. God is the very personification of good and goodness. These servants, they did what they were expected to do. They did it well. And as a result of having done well, they were pronounced by their Lord and Master as being good servants good servants. Now, notice that that next word, faithful. Well done, good and faithful servants. 
faithful. Faithfulness. A lot of people claim to have faith in Christ. Now, I've emphasized in teaching on faith for many, many years that the word or the term is used in three different ways in the scriptures. One is faith. That's my personal belief in God and in Jesus. The second one is is, uh, the faith, and that is talking about the scriptures, the gospel of Christ. And the faith, those scriptures, the gospel of Christ, is the basis upon which my faith develops. Now remember what we keep emphasizing on today's Bible class, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And then the third way the word, the word is used is faithful or faithfulness or faithfully. And that is putting my faith into action through consistent dedication, obedience, and commitment and service. That's faithfulness. A whole lot of people have faith, but it's shallow faith because it doesn't go any farther than just believing in God or believing in Jesus. It's not faithful because they don't put their words into action through faithful, dedicated, obedient, consistent service and dedication to God and Christ. So they have faith, but James says in James chapter 2, the demons have that much faith, and they tremble. They're still demons. So well done, good and faithful, faithful. In Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, we read, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we must have faith in God in order to get to heaven. We also must have faith in Jesus in order to get to heaven because Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So we must believe in God as our Father in heaven and our creator, the one who has instilled within us a soul that is eternal. We must believe in Jesus as God the Son, our Lord and Savior. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 11 further. It's often called the Bible's Hall of Fame. It lays out a a whole bunch of different Old Testament characters who are recognized as men and women of faith. And so verse 4 in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through and though being dead, he still speaks. Now, Abel, he did what God told him to do in worshiping God through offering an animal sacrifice in worship to God. He did well. He was pronounced faithful. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. Verse 7, by faith, Noah. Again, what did Noah do that's about to be laid out here? He did it by faith. God spoke to Noah. God said, I'm going to bring a flood upon the earth. 
build an ark, save yourself and your family. And also the opportunity was to save anybody that Noah could bring to understand and believe that God was bringing judgment upon the world and thereby get them to repent of their sins and follow God faithfully. So verse 7, Hebrews 11, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah did well. Remember that pronouncement? Well done, good and faithful servant. Noah did well in obeying God and building that ark. Verse 8, Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. Genesis chapter 12, God told Noah, I'd rather told Abraham, leave your father's house, leave your country, go to a place that I'll show you. Abraham got up and went. He didn't even know where he was going, just that he was following God's directions. And by way of inheritance, Abraham's descendants, the Israelites, received that promise as their inheritance. By faith, Abraham did well and was rewarded thereby. James chapter 2 and verse 22 Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect? A whole lot of people want to somehow disconnect works with saving faith. James goes into lengthy detail showing that real saving faith is working faith. And so here's one case. Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? If we have real, dedicated faith in God and in Christ, we're going to be active in that faith. We're going to do well, and that's going to include doing good works for which we have been created. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Don't leave out verse 10. And then, what is that next word in this pronouncement of reward for upon those faithful servants? Well done, well done, good and faithful servant. A whole lot of people, they don't like that word servant. They think it's demeaning in some way. Do you realize Jesus came to serve and not to be served? To give his life a ransom for many? Matthew 20 and verse 28. Do you think that was a demeaning kind of dedication and devotion to God that Jesus went through in dying on that cross? Absolutely not. He said the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. He came as a servant Savior. In verse 26 of Matthew 20, he told the apostles, 
yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Servant. Philippians 2 and verse 7, Paul, writing about Jesus, said, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. You see, with being a servant comes a mindset and a heart of humility, being humble before God, being humble before Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. If you want to walk with God, you've got to be a servant, his servant. You've got to serve in the ways that he has laid out for us in the scriptures. You've got to be a servant as Jesus came to be a servant. You want to be pronounced that well done, good and faithful servant. We'll close our study next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to embrace, to embrace the life of being a servant to you and your son in doing what you want us to do, Father. Serving others in some cases, but even in that action, serving you. Please help us, help us to have that mindset and that heart to be the humble servant, being, looking to Jesus as our example. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.